Hey, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there'll be messages and truths from God's Word that'll be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. Living it up. Getting what he wanted, when he wanted, how he wanted it. As far as the world was concerned, Herod had it made. Folks, I want you to know something. It didn't last very long. John the Baptist lost his life in prison. But spent eternity, has, has spent the last couple thousand years in the presence of God, enjoying the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of heaven. And Herod, he suffered great loss. I'll just tell you something. If Herod had the choice today, at this very moment, he was a man created in the image of God. He is the eternal being. At this very moment, Herod is suffering loss. Suffering punishment. Failing to put his faith and trust in God. But John the Baptist, who spent his time in the prison for preaching the gospel, faithfully serving the Lord, he exchanged a few days of a short life for the glories of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And Herod exchanged a few days in the glories of life for the penalty God has so clearly described to us a place called hell. Folks, I want you to know something. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God puts life in perspective. I'd say that if we were to have a conversation today with Peter, and he's with the Lord right now, He wouldn't deny the fact that there were some difficult times and some strong persecution. But I know that he'd be thankful that he gave his life to the Lord because eternity has been, the beginning of eternity has been real sweet. And if we were to talk to James and John and they suffered loss for the cause of Christ, I'll just tell you something. They wouldn't deny that it wasn't always easy while they were alive, but the last couple thousand years have been real good because there's the truth of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And I pray that we as God's people will determine to live our lives not according to the laws of I've got 75 years, maybe if things go right, and I'm going to live it up. But according to the message of the gospel of the kingdom of God, that I have a few years in this life to do something for Jesus, and I'm going to celebrate what I've done for God for all of eternity, and I pray that you'll give your heart and life to Jesus, and you'll serve Him, and you'll love Him, and you'll preach the gospel. You know what the gospel does? It puts life in perspective. Talking to people right now, if nothing changes, life is short. But you want to know the honest truth? Not one of us has promised another day. 
or another breath. And folks, I've never met anybody who said, boy, I wish I hadn't served God so much. I've talked to a lot of people that said, boy, I wish I'd served Him more. I wish I'd given Him more. Because the longer you live, and the more you put in perspective the gospel of the kingdom of God, the more you realize this life is short, eternity is long, I'm going to live for Christ. May God help us. You see, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God puts life in perspective. John was in prison. And Jesus was preaching this message. He said, now look, this life is short. But the kingdom of God, the truth that I'll rule and reign, and there's going to be peace and heaven and everlasting life in my presence is good. It's good news. Preaching the gospel puts life in perspective. Number two, preaching the gospel requires willing, God-called workers. Look what the Scripture says here in verse number 16. Jesus is preaching, and then he goes to walking. Verse number 16, now as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. And they went into Capernaum. Straightway on the Sabbath day entered in the synagogue and taught. What happens? Preaching the gospel requires willing, God-called workers. What did Jesus do? When he began to preach the gospel, he began to find folks that would do it also. Now, when I talk about preaching the gospel... It doesn't always begin as standing by, it never, I should say, begins standing behind a pulpit preaching a message to a group of people. Our service to the Lord begins somewhere else. God is looking for willing workers. I remember the first thing that God called me to. He called me to preach when I was a teenager. But He called me to something else before that. You know what it was? He called me and my best friend at the same time. Me and Matthew Lewis. God called us. We saw a need at church camp. You know what the need was? They needed somebody to hold the trash can. And when it got full, to tie the bag up, take it out, and put another one in there. And Matthew and I, well, there were two trash cans. There was a trash can that you poured if you had any food left over because there was a hog farmer that came by and got the slop to feed his hogs, and there was another one you put the trash in. So me and Matthew, that was the first thing I remember God calling me to. We saw an eat, and we jumped up and started doing it. Well, we did it for four years at church camp, all through all through high school. That's what we did. We, when it come, when food was finished serving, we stood there at those trash cans, and we took them out. That's the first thing God called me to. Later, you know what happened? God called me to preach. A little later, God called me to be a youth pastor. A little later, God gave me the opportunity to pastor this great church and preach His Word. But God's calling doesn't begin by a calling to stand behind a pulpit. As a matter of fact, a lot of you, if I said, hey, will you preach for me tonight, you'd have a heart attack. (laughs) But God's calling begins with willing people. What was Simon and Andrew doing? They were casting nets. 
We need casters. What were the other two brothers? James and John, what did they do? They were mending. We need menders. And other people along the way, they were givers, they were goers, they were doing whatever God called them to do. But the bottom line was, there was a group of people who said, by God's grace, we'll follow Jesus and we'll serve Him. Folks, I want you to know something. Preaching the gospel requires willing, God-called workers. And I wonder, are you willing to hear His call? Are you willing to obey His voice? Don't worry. It's not going to start by God saying, I want you to go to Africa to be a missionary. God's calling is going to begin with God saying, hey, put $5 in the offering. God's calling is going to begin by saying, hey, won't you volunteer to to mop a floor or sweep something? Volunteer to go help somebody, to carry a meal, to do something. You see, God's work, the preaching of the gospel requires God-called people who say, I'll do something. It may be uncomfortable at first. It's going to be wonderful. I was just thinking this morning, God called some people around here a couple of years ago to get involved in a uh, in a little food distribution thing. We took two families on. It was great. Some ladies said, I don't remember exactly who they all were now, but some ladies said, you know what? We found out of two families that need food, and they need a box. These children need a box of food carried to their house one day a week all summer long. They said we'll put the we'll put the box together if. You or Brother Philip will carry it over there. Sure, that'll be fine. I'll do that. They put that food together. And every week, we carried that box of food over. I hardly ever, we hardly ever got to speak to those kids or those people. Uh, and normally, if we did see them, it was like, here, we brought you something from our church. We leave a gospel track in it. I want you to know something. We carried that food all summer. When school started back, we just went by their house and said, "Hey, we're going to be we're going to pick you up to church, pick some folks up for church. You want to go?" Sure, that'd be good. Well, I know from those three boxes, from those boxes to two houses, I person of three children have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the last two or three years, they're three of the most faithful kids around here. Why did we do that? Well, God called somebody to care, to pack a box of food. And as a result, these children heard the gospel. See, the purpose is the gospel. They're, both of their parents, both sets of parents have been in church. And we're praying they'll get saved. And we're staying after them. And we're working with them. And that story is repeated over and over and over again. How does it, it work? Willing, God-called people. I've been asked to do a few things in my short life, for the Lord. But most of the things that I've done for God, and I've not done enough, but most of the things I've done for God, I just found to do on my own. If you're waiting on me to give you something to do, I can't assign something for every person. I want to assign people stuff. And I want to, I want to lead. The truth of the matter is, We all need to get in our hearts. I'm going to listen for the call of God. And when He gives me something to do, I'm going to do it. You see, preaching the gospel requires God-called people. These folks were working. They were willing to work. They were faithful to work. And God used them. Preaching the gospel. Thirdly, preaching the gospel gives amazing authority. Look what the Bible says in verse 21. And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. 
And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. Look at verse 27. And they were all amazed insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. You see, preaching the gospel gives us amazing authority. Folks, I have no authority on my own. None. I have a little authority. I am to be the head of my home. I'm to raise my children. I have some authority there. But as far as this world goes, I have no authority. I'm not smart enough to come up with things on my own and declare people that they need to follow these things. But... As I preach the gospel of the kingdom of God, guess what I have? Authority. What was different between Jesus' message and the message of the scribes and the Pharisees? The scribes and the Pharisees had come up with their own stuff. They called it the Talmud in a lot of in a lot of places. They'd come up with a with a spoken history. They came up with things to to put people in bondage. And Jesus says, "I'm not here to put you in bondage. I'm here to fulfill the word of God." And as a pattern in my preaching. I've determined, I'm just going to tell you, this is what the Bible says. It's not me personally. This is not my opinion. This is what the Bible says. And we're to obey it. Authority. You know what I can tell you today? God has commissioned us all to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Every last one of us will be gospel witness. You know what I can tell you today? I can tell you that you need to get born again because if you don't, you'll spend eternity in hell. And that's not my opinion. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. You see, when we preach the gospel, we have authority. Make sure that what you stake your life on is under the authority of the Word of God. Don't take advice from some hair brain. This is what I feel about your situation. Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Chihuahua Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at ChillHowieBaptistChurch.com or you can get our app on the App Store, Chihuahua Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.